So what is up, everybody? I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. What is up, everybody? You got J.J. Watt signing a huge deal over in Arizona. He just got locked up for two years. I'm sorry, got locked down for two years. J.J. Watt doesn't get locked up, if you know what I mean. That dude can take on a triple, double team, quadruple team. It really doesn't matter. But J.J. Watt is out there in Arizona and has signed a two-year, $31 million contract that includes $23 million guaranteed and a no-trade clause. This is huge because if the Cardinals decide that, you know, after a year we don't want to do the J.J. Watt experience anymore, or if J.J. decides, hey, you know what, life in Arizona isn't really what I thought it was going to be, I'm not a fan of cactus, I'm not a fan of rattlesnakes, I'm not a fan of scorpions, I like a little bit of snow, I want to go to Wisconsin or whatnot, then J.J. Watt has the power to say, hey, you know what, I want out. But I'm going to choose the team that I'm going to go to. And this is kind of the situation that Deshaun Watson's in right now, except Deshaun Watson really doesn't have a lot of power other than the fact that he's going to say, I don't want to be there, and I want you guys to trade me. And they're going to say, no, we're not going to trade you because you're a top five quarterback in the league. And he's like, I don't want to be here. I want you guys to trade me. And they're going to – it's a stalemate, right? J.J. Watt kind of has a little bit more leverage. But J.J. is coming into a situation where – on the other side of the ball, he's got Chandler Jones. And this is still a very young, very fresh team. They were an eight and eight team, still trying to find their footing. They're in a they're in a division right now that has been jumbled up a lot. I mean, you look, you've got up in Seattle, you have Russell Wilson who is frustrated with the Seahawks. The Seahawks are frustrated with Russell Wilson. I think everybody hates Pete Carroll. You've got the San Francisco 49ers, who, you know, you've got Jimmy G. But is he the guy? You know, some some people say yes. The team says yes, but fans are saying no. And it's a lot like the situation with Derek Carr, right, where, you know, fans are torn on is this a quarterback? Now, me personally, I think Derek is light years better than Jimmy G. Jimmy just had a much better defense that allowed him to get to the Super Bowl. But as we look at it, you look around this league, you've got the Rams that are removed from the playoffs. Now they have a new quarterback. Uh, and you have a quarterback that the head coach wants. And we know Matt Stafford can sling that ball. So this is a very interesting situation because these are some good defenses in the NFC West. There's some good offenses in the NFC West. But there's also some moving pieces that are going to be looking to maybe move around. We don't know what's going to happen with Russell Wilson. Apparently, he's going to Las Vegas. He's not going to Las Vegas. But it's nice to throw that Easter egg out there for you guys because I know that there's Raider fans out there that legitimately think that the Raiders are just going to mortgage the whole future and trade everything for a quarterback when the Raiders had a top 10 offense and a bottom 32 defense. Because it just it makes sense, right? Look, I say that I'm not going to get in Derek Carr debates, and I'm not going to get in Derek Carr debates. That's why I'm on a podcast with myself, talking to my computer screen, talking to my microphone, letting you guys listen. If you want to argue in your car, if you want to argue as you're driving, if you want to argue as you're working out, by all means, look crazy while doing it, but I'm not going to do it with y'all. Mike Mayock has made a stance. He said that him and John Gruden would be pounding the table side by side. 
for Derek Carr. I don't see any changes happening unless Mark Davis decides to say, you know what, I'm taking over, I'm taking control, and I don't see that happening. Mark Davis has said vehemently, time in and time out, that he is leaving control to his general manager and his head coach. The offense obviously isn't the issue. Is the offense something that can be improved? Of course. Is red zone offense something that can be improved? Of course. Has Derek Carr said that? Yes. Has Darren Waller said that? Yes. Has Alec Ingold said it? Yes. But all the things that these guys are saying is also that they are backing up their quarterback and they're backing up who the signal caller is on their team. So that is one of the things. And yes, I know. When players are out there and they're backing up their quarterback or they're backing up somebody on the team that that some fans don't like, then, oh, yeah, 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 they're a yes man. But when they're backing up somebody that the fans like, well, see? So I, I get it. There's both sides of the debate. And maybe one day I'll get somebody on to have that debate. Today's not that day. I don't have the time for it. What I'm here to talk about today is the league is crazy. Free agency has started already. There's players that have been released that are now moving on, taking other teams, getting jobs quickly. Players that you expected, right, to get jobs quickly and players that you expected to get released. We knew J.J. Watt was going to get released. He has to get released. They did what he wanted him to do. His name isn't Deshaun Watson, so he was going to get released. Raiders released Tyrell Williams. He signed a deal with Detroit today. That's a good signing for Detroit if Tyrell Williams can stay healthy. And if Dan Campbell doesn't eat his kneecaps. Because based off of what Dan Campbell's saying, he might eat his kneecaps and then franchise tag Galladay because he wants to be franchise tagged. And I'm talking about Dan Campbell, not Galladay. Dan Campbell thinks that the franchise tag is the greatest thing ever created. And I've seen some people on Twitter say that, oh, if I was a player, I'd want to be franchise tagged. Well, yeah, because you'd be a bottom tier player. The players that get franchise tagged are the top tier players, the top players at their position. Nobody wants a one-year deal. Well, yes, it's nice money for one year, but they want that long-term deal. They want the qualm. Show them the money. Talk about Rod Tidwell, Jerry McGuire. Show them the money. Give them the love that they want. Give them a long-term deal. They want to be able to secure their future. Why do you think Le'Veon sat? You think he didn't want to play football? No, Le'Veon wanted the money. He wanted to secure his future. And, I mean, obviously, he took a much worse deal going to New York. But then, at the end of the day, he did win a Super Bowl. So, you know, it it works out sometimes for, quote-unquote, legacy, but it doesn't work out for your paycheck. I mean, obviously, he did get paid, but what could have been that Pittsburgh team had A.B. not dyed his mustache blonde, came came to Oakland at the time, froze his feet, went in a hot air balloon, called his general manager an accoutrement for soup. Um, I mean, the what-ifs. The what-ifs are, are all over the place. But you have to look at the window for players is very short. The window for players to have success is very short. The average player gets three to five years. A good player, maybe ten years. Players need to lock up their money. They need to lock up that time. They need to lock up their, their longevity, their health everything prepare for their future a lot of these players will never work again after stepping foot on the football field once they leave the locker room they may never work again a lot of them go into broadcasting go into real estate go into business owning 
I feel like the the players are smarter nowadays than they were a long time ago. Uh, and I think that that's, you know, due to the education that they're getting from the, the other players in the league. I think that the, the network is, is much better. It's greater. Uh, they have more people to lean on. There's more conversations that are had about generational wealth. But players want something to hang their hat on. And if you're a player and you're coming off your rookie deal and you had a great rookie contract, your first round, second round, third round pick, you played above your contract or at least to your contract, you're looking at a pretty payday. And players want to cash in. I get it. Yes, as fans, we get attached. And when somebody holds out, we have two sides. The one side is, well, we should have done everything we could to keep him. We should have thrown all the money at him. We should have emptied the kitchen sink. The other side, you look at it, well, it's a business. And if you're not showing up to work, then you're not going to keep your job and somebody else will take you and somebody else will take that job. And, you know, we could do this and that and all those things. Both are true. And both are looked at the same way. However, you have to kind of go down the middle. And with players, it's the same thing. They look at it as, hey, I gave this team my all for three to five years. I want more. I want more money. I earned it. I took this team to a playoffs. I got this team double-digit sacks for the first time in five years. I made this defense respectable. I made this offense respectable. I was able to throw for over 4,000 yards. I had a 70% completion rate. I had 1,500 yards receiving. I had 20 touchdowns. The list goes on and on, and players want to get paid what they deserve. And players also want to be valued. They don't want to be called the inmates running the prison. Shout out Houston. They don't want to be treated unfairly when they have an injury. Shout out New York. They don't want to have their coach call them out in the media. Shout out a lot of teams. And they also want to make sure that there aren't double standards. If they're going to do something, they want their team to be held to the same standard. They want their coaches to be held to the same standard. They want their players to be represented well. They want to be respected. They want to be treated like humans. And they want to be paid handsomely for it. And I know a lot of people say, well, they're getting paid to play a kid's game. They're getting paid to play a game that anybody can play. But yet, not anybody can play this game past certain levels. There's a lot of people listening to this podcast that have never played football. There's a lot of people listening to this podcast that have played football high school. A lot of people maybe played junior college, maybe some college. Very small percentage of those people listening to this podcast, unfortunately, because you guys should be listening because I'm pretty dope, have played at the professional level. But what I can tell you is people that have never played at a higher level, even a top high school, a junior college, college, professional, those levels mean something. And when you get to those next levels, the, the competition gets better. The competition gets greater. And even the worst player in the league is probably better at football than the best tweeter on Twitter. I can pretty much guarantee you that. So, yeah, players want to get paid. And yeah, I know. You have a contract. You want to honor that contract. Let me ask you this. If you have a job and your job 
isn't respecting you the way that you should be respected, if your job isn't paying you the way that you want to be paid the, for the work that you're supposed to be doing, if you're not valued, if they don't take your creations seriously, if they don't take your input, if they don't make changes to make your job easier, if they don't try to help build you up or to help make you a better employee or help make your team better, do you look for another job or do you stay because you're under contract? Let that thought sink in real quick while I take a quick break. Hey everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is a perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to your community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll get you your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle's an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. And now let's get back to the show. So you as an employee would definitely look for something else. You would look for something that benefits you, that behooves you to make a move. Somebody that's going to support you. Somebody that's going to build around you. Somebody that's going to take your ideas seriously and make you feel valued. That's why players ask for trades. That's why players hold out. That's why players want more money. That's why players look into free agency. Also, sometimes jobs just aren't a fit for people. Sometimes teams just aren't a fit for people. Sometimes players just don't like the weather. Sometimes people just don't like the city. I can guarantee you, if I was drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs after my rookie contract, I, would, I couldn't wait to get out. Yes, I'm sure that we would win a championship, but... I don't like Kansas City fans. And I couldn't imagine playing in Arrowhead wearing that mustard and ketchup. I, I just couldn't. So, yeah, I mean, look, people have those feelings. People have the same feelings about work as they do about football. But when it comes to football, players and humans lose that human factor. And people look at it another way and say, oh, no, that's just a player. Shut up. Play football. Snap the ball, throw the ball, sack the quarterback, do what you're supposed to do, do what we pay our tickets for. That's all I want to see from you. I don't want to hear anything else. That's it. Football players are human. Respect them as humans. Respect them as you would one of your coworkers. You see people talking all the time on Twitter, talking about players being weak, lazy, good for nothing, suck, soft. All that, all those things. You've seen it all. I saw this thing. It was kind of cool. They they had pulled people that they were ridiculing kickers, saying that they could make that kick, and every single one of those people missed the kick. And I'm not talking like wide left, wide right. I'm talking barely got off the ground. Charlie Brown was kicking the ball, and Lucy hadn't even pulled it out from under him. He just couldn't kick the dang ball. And so... When I say that you can't do what these players do, most of us can't. 
I can't kick a football. I can sack a quarterback. I can line up in a three technique and plug an A-gap. I can take on a trap. I can get around the corner. I can, I can beat the edge. I can set the edge. But I can't kick a football. I can't throw a tight spiral into a window and do a deep corner fade. Can't do it. It's not my forte. It's not my expertise. And if I could do it, I'd be in the league right now. And I'd be winning championships and I'd have a bunch of rings on my hands. And this would be a different, this would be a different podcast. It wouldn't be called the training table podcast. It'd probably be called like the champions table podcast or something like that. But you know, we can't do what players do. Wish could. We can in fantasy football or Madden, things like that. But we can't do it in real life. And it'd be cool, but it, we, but we can't. But social media has given everybody the ability to say whatever they want with no repercussions, which was cool about seeing this, this show because people had repercussions. Now, obviously, they weren't face-to-face with the players that they said it to. But I've seen players make comments saying that they wish that somebody would say something. Or that they could meet face-to-face with somebody. Line up. Line up. Try to pass block. And speaking of pass blocking, this is the last thing I'm going to touch on. We talked about contracts. We talked about pass blocking. We talked about players. We talked about calling people lazy. We talked about all those things. And the biggest question mark that the Raiders have right now is Trent Brown. His work ethic has been called into question. His weight has been called into question. The team almost killed him with an IV. He took off his COVID tracker. He hasn't played more than a full season in two seasons. The ability is there. He's one of the best in the league when he's healthy. But he needs to be healthy. And we've seen him working out really hard in the offseason. Mike Mayock has said that jury is still out on Trent. You know, obviously the Raiders are shopping him. A $14 million contract. It would be prudent not to but it would also be wise to keep him if they cannot trade him do not release him especially when you look at you know the players that they have behind him when you have a top talent like that you do what you can and if he's getting in shape and he's doing everything he can to play then play him get him on the field have that dominance on the field the Raiders need that Raiders need some continuity on the offensive line Raiders need to build that run game back up. It started to falter at the end of the season. But the last thing I'm going to do is call a six foot eight, 360 pound man who plays the highest level of professional football, who signed the richest deal as an offensive tackle, soft or lazy. Because I guarantee you, I probably wouldn't be able to get past him 10 times out of 10. Maybe once if I'm lucky. And that's just being generous with myself. I'll talk to you guys soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.